Hello and welcome to Vipers Voices after the Desert Vipers side booked their place in the final of the inaugural DP World ILT20 with a 19-run victory over the Gulf Giants in the qualifier at the Dubai International Stadium on Wednesday night. The win after two previous losses to the same opponents in the group stage of the tournament means the Vipers go straight into the final on February the 12th, while the Gulf Giants join MI Emirates and the Dubai Capitals in the battle for the second berth in the decider. Coming up for you in this episode, we have reaction from head coach James Foster, captain Colin Munro, and also one of the heroes of the match from a Vipers perspective, Shafane Rutherford. He defied a hamstring injury that forced him to retire hurt by returning to the crease and blasting 37 from just 19 balls. Plenty to look back on then, so let's get cracking. The encounter was, perhaps, the match of the tournament so far, because it had more plot twists and drama than a library full of whodunit mysteries. The Vipers, put into bat, reached 178 for 7 in their 20 overs, an incredible effort given they were at one stage 33 for 3, and then 126 for 6, with only 3.5 overs left. At that point, Sherfane Rutherford limped back to the crease, having earlier retired hurt with a hamstring injury. He proceeded to hit four sixes, and together with Tom Curran, the pair added 52 in only a little more than three overs to completely change the complexion of the match. Tom made 29 from 17 deliveries with two fours and two sixes, and from a point where 150 looked like the best the Vipers could hope for, suddenly the innings received a turbo boost as 69 runs came from the final five overs. Earlier, Sam Billings and Munindu Hasaranga had combined to add 60 for the fourth wicket in six overs, after three wickets had fallen in as many overs in the power play. Sam and Munindu made 31 apiece, and Rowan Mustafa, opening the innings, contributed 23 from 13 balls, including three sixes. The Vipers certainly didn't have it all their own way with the ball, as Chris Lynn and Gulf Giants captain James Vince added 53 from the first six overs of the second innings, but the match turned again with the introduction of Wanindu's spin as he removed Lynn with his first delivery and then picked up Colin de Grandome and David Visa in his second over. There was plenty of drama to come as Shimron Hetmeyer kept the Gulf Giants in with a chance, scoring 36 from 21 balls, and there were dropped catches too, which added to the tension. On top of that, Tom Banton, the Gulf Giants wicketkeeper, who had to go off during the Desert Vipers innings with a finger injury, bravely came out to bat when five wickets were down. Hetmeyer's innings included three sixes, but player of the match Tom Curran, who took four for 31, Wanindu Hasaranga with three for 36, and Luke Wood with two for 26, ensured that, in the end, victory went the way of the Vipers. So, a thrilling win with so many talking points. It's time now to get some reaction. First up, let's hear from head coach James Foster. And after a match that had so many plot lines, he, like everyone else, was searching for how best to sum up the action. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure where to start, to be honest. Um, 
just sitting here really chuffed at this moment in time because I'm really chuffed for our team. I think we fought exceptionally hard this whole campaign. Um, I thought we had to show a lot of fight today, a lot of um, show a lot of character. See, there were three down for not too many after getting a really positive start. I thought Ronnie played exceptionally well, um, goes off to a flyer again. Um, and then the brakes were put on us and then we had to absorb. We had to absorb a lot of pressure. The partnership between Billings and Hasaranga was huge in the context of the game. Um, thought they had to rebuild, but still had that intent. There was still you still got to keep that scoreboard ticking. Um, and then when Rutherford came out to bat and then unfortunately pulled up with, with his hamstring injury, um, you sort of thought the worst. But the fact that he was happy to go back out there it was his idea it was his thought he was really keen to so at the drop of the next wicket um, Rothers went out there and that was just some unbelievable ball striking bearing in mind he's on one leg and to hit the ball in the areas that he did the power that he possesses which was seen during his whole campaign came to fruition tonight and it's um, just you know what, what a platform in the ILT20 to showcase what Rothers can do again he's done this whole competition and um, you know, really pleased for others. He's such a top man, such a nice guy, so humble, um, but in the same breath, absolutely devastated for him to, to, to pick up the injury. Um, so, yeah, from our batting performance, getting up to, was it 178? Um, you would have snapped your hand off at, at the start of the day, to be fair. And then even when we were three down for 30-odd, um, we would have absolutely really snapped your hand off for that. So a lot of fight and a lot of character shown. Yeah, I think that partnership between Tom Curran and Shurfane Rutherford at the back end of the innings. They added 52 in just a shade over three overs. It changed the whole complexion of the match, didn't it? Yeah, you're right. And I forgot to mention TC there. I mean, his cameo at the end of the game with Woody as well. He injected a bit of um, intensity as well. Um, but the way TC struck the ball, you, you, it's, it's, tough to, it's tough to bowl to when you've got two guys going like that. Um, and it was great that, they again, that partnership, like you mentioned there, getting 50-odd if in about three overs was some sensational batting. Now, when the side came round to bowl and defend that 178, did you think at halfway that was a defendable score because there has been due uh, and there was due again this evening? So was it a pass score or where did it sit with you? Um, that's a good question. I th- well... I was very confident at half-time. I, I knew, especially with our bowling attack, I felt very comfortable that that was going to be a defendable score. Um, we, knew that, we know they possess a lot of power and skill level in, in their batting lineup, um, and They came hard, uh, came hard at us. But again, we just had to keep hanging in the game, hanging the game. And then after the power play, Hasaranga came on first ball, then all of a sudden it just changed. I mean, he's an absolute magician. That's why he's one of the best bowlers in the world. Arguably the best spinner in the world, um, and he just turned it again for, for us. And that, that, that's when, as a fielding unit, as a as a bowling unit, no matter what's happening in the state of the game, we can always get back into the game. Um, so you always have to believe and trust. And when you get that opportunity, and then that's when we can really squeeze. And we, we saw then, like the the um, scoreboard was going nowhere. In addition to taking wickets. And our seamers were bowling really well the other end as well, bowling heavy lengths, which was a, a very smart play from us. Now, I've got to ask you, of course, a uh, couple of drop catches again this evening. It's been the Achilles heel of the team in this tournament, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. You know, um, you know look, we, 
working hard on that. We've had a good couple of days training and we're going to have an opportunity for two more days training now. Um, so we'll be staying on top of that. But look, we're working hard as, as we possibly can in, in the schedule that is given. Um, we're aware. Um, we, we know we can be better with um, taking on to, uh, taking hold of a few more of our catches. But I thought our intensity in the field was really good. I think that was the really big standout for me tonight. How do you keep a lid on things now in the dressing room? You've made it through to the final. The boys are buoyant, and rightly so, because that's a heck of a win from the various positions they found themselves during the game. It's also a first victory over the Gulf Giants, but there's still work to do, isn't there? Oh, always. You know, it's um, you know, when, when we play the final, whichever team that we're going to come up against, they're, they're going to be very confident as well. Um, but we're confident. We're, we're very content with the way that we're playing. Um, you know, I, I was very confident coming into, into today's game, thinking that we we're going to get a victory. Um, but I think the fact that we've fought so hard today goes a huge way. And also the way Ruthers has gone about his business there, showing everything about for the team, which is what we've tried to sort of get across during this whole campaign when we got together on like the 4th of January. Um, a real sort of unity and he, he stepped up for us you know in a, in a lot of pain I'm just like watching some of the highlights of him batting now but just unbelievable striking but again testament to his character and courage and um, I think we'll feed a lot off that and, and that gave us a huge amount of momentum yes his ball striking but the fact that he's gone out there basically on one leg and delivered what he did with that partnership with TC was phenomenal how does it feel that when I say to you the Desert Vipers are in the first ever final of the DP World ILT20? Feels good, but there's still more work to be done. James Foster, the Desert Vipers head coach, elated at his side securing a berth in the final, but also keen to stress that nothing has been won yet. Next up, it's Sherfane Rutherford, whose courage in returning to the crease after suffering a hamstring injury set the Vipers up for a match-winning total. Sherfane began by explaining what happened out in the middle when he suffered the injury. Oh, well, first, you know, I must thank God for strength and opportunity. And, um, yeah, the army, my armstring has started from, you know, like playing a lot of games. And, you know, even before the game started, you know, I went to the physio and got it shot because I actually felt like it was pulling. So, you know, went out to bat. You know, I, before I even take the single, you know, I told um, this in no quick single, but, you know, it's natural. I actually went off. And then I felt like something like it cracked and then I was like, I'm done because there was a lot, a lot of pain and it was pulling. You and Sam have got to stop running together, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yes, you've had a few uh, bits of fun and games between the wickets uh, during this tournament. Has, has it ever happened before? Have you ever had a hamstring injury of this nature before? Oh, uh, no. This is my first like major injury. You know, so far in my career, I haven't got one. So this is my first, so, you know. Hopefully I can get back out very fast. You obviously came off in great pain, but then you went back out and that was where the incredible story really began. What was the idea behind going out? Was it your idea to go back out onto the ground? Uh, yeah, it was my idea when I went in. You know, I asked my physio if I can bat. He was like, no, just relax. I'm like, I can go. He was like, no, you're just saying that because you want to go. And then, you know, he said he's going to discuss with the coach and, you know, same time Tom Moody was passing, he was like, listen, if you want to bat, just trust him. And, you know, I, I actually went out also because I know it was my last game. So I'm like, I'm just going to give it my all and hopefully I can, you know, give an impact to the team. 
Just tell us about your approach out there, because as I've said, it's a, it was a match-changing innings and it was a match-changing partnership between you and Tom Curran. You added 52 in just a shade over three overs. What was your approach? Was it simply see ball, hit ball? Oh uh, yeah, I know that I couldn't have run, and you know, went out back. There was a lot of pain because my army was chopped very tight. So I'm like, listen, I'm gonna try and get bungees as much as I can. You know, coach was like, try and get five bungees. I actually got six, so I think you know that's where I actually you know win the game. What was your approach with Tom Curran because you couldn't run between the wickets? How easy was it to develop a partnership, or or was it simply a matter of both of you clearing the boundary, which you did on a, a number of occasions? Oh, well, it was a case where both of us had to go. It was the last three of us as well. So, you know, that's why I, you know, before I went to bat, I'm like, oh, just let me go and bat the last set of overs. So I know that, you know, both sides, we don't have to run. So we're going to try and get most bungs as possible. So I think it was the right time I went. And yeah, I'm happy that I actually went in for the team. Now, it was your right hamstring, which is for a left-hander, your front leg, obviously. Just explain to us how easy or how difficult it was to bat in those circumstances, because it, your back leg was your anchor leg, I suppose, your, uh, your, your left leg. Just talk us through the, the mechanics of batting in that situation. Oh, well, um, because of my right leg, I couldn't have actually stretched. I couldn't actually put too much of weight on it. So it was actually like on my left foot, which is my back foot, actually waiting for any length or anything that I actually see and trust my leg to actually give me some power. And, you know, even when I was playing some shots, you know, I was still getting a bit of pain. But I know that, you know, once I'm set up properly and I'm, I have a good base, I can actually hit the ball even on my weaker side. So, yeah, I'm happy that I actually work on it even before the tournament as well. Just talk to us about the way Tom Curran played. You'll obviously get a lot of headlines, but Tom's ended up uh, as the player of the match because he got wickets as well. Just talk to us about Tom in that partnership. I think, you know, went out about Tom was like, just try and get 150. I'm like, listen, if we get more, it's going to be up to you because you're the guy as well who can hit. He actually played a great innings. I actually, you know, told him that, listen, you win as the game because I think his innings as well was very important. And he actually bowled well, so yeah, I'm happy that he actually got the man of the match. For me, it doesn't matter, he just wants us to win the tournament. 178 for seven at the halfway stage. Did you think that would be enough? There's, there's due this evening, so that's obviously been a factor. And in the past, history says that batting, uh, batting second is the thing to do here in the UAE. Oh, well, um, actually, when we got to the 178, I asked Monroe if um, it's a good score. He was like, yeah, it's a great score. But at Forest, like when we lose wicket, you know, coach was like 150. But to myself, I know that it wasn't going to be enough. And that was one of the reasons actually I went to bat because I'm like, if we can get over 150, we definitely stand a good chance. How does it feel to have got your side to the first ever final of the DP World ILT20. You have helped the Vipers get to that final on Sunday. When I say that, how does that make you feel? Uh, it's felt great for me because, you know, I actually gave it my all through my pain. And, you know, it's good that, you know, the sacrifice I made, my team actually come together as well and make it count. And you know, it's a great feeling for me. And hopefully, you know, we can win it. Uh, I'm going to be here cheering and supporting. So, yeah, just one more step, and I pray that, you know, we, we get it over the line. Shirfane Rutherford, whose bravery in the face of pain, gave the Vipers a lift at just the right time, both psychologically and on the scoreboard.
Finally, it's Captain Colin Munro who spoke at the post-match media conference. Let's drop in and hear what he had to say. Rutherford's very happy at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, he's in, he's in a bit of pain. I think, um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how long he'll be out for with his injury. Um, I thought, I didn't think, I'd, you know, I didn't expect him to come back like he did. Um, I didn't even expect him to get back on the field, to be honest. Um, but he showed great courage. I think it's the environment that we've created within the Desert Vipers that people want to go out there and perform for the team. And that's probably the most proud thing that I, you know, today is the courage that he showed to come on and, and you know, bat on one leg. And uh, was, like Gibbo said, that was a turning point in the game. Um, yeah, he hit the ball beautifully and changed the whole momentum of the game and then put us in the driving seat. And yeah, great, great, great knock from him. Hi, Colin. Um, two other players who, uh, who were really brilliant for you today were uh, Tom Curran and uh, uh, Hasaranga. They, uh, apart from uh, Rutherford, do you think, uh, do you rate uh, these two performances as highly as you would rate uh, uh, Rutherford's performance today? I just look at match-winning performances, um, and not only match-winning performances, but just contributions as well. So don't forget Rohan Mustafa too, and one over. Um, what he's done on the boundary. I think Tom Curran is genuine all-rounder now. You know, he used to be a bowler that could bat down at, like, number eight. Um, since coming to the Vipers, he's, he's been given that chance to go in at six and seven um, and really show what he can do. And Hasaranga is obviously world-class. You know, he's up in that RCC rankings, T20, was team of the year, um, was outstanding. I think, you know, to get those three wickets really put inroads in. You know, they got off to a good start in the power play, Vince and, and Lynn. And I think the way that Hasaranga came out got a wicket his first over and put them really put them under pressure um, and got the rate going up. It just allowed our bowlers to sort of settle in and just hit the pitch and use what the wicket had to offer. Right. Uh, my name is Ankit. I'm from Cricket Country. Well, uh, you see, Wanindu uh, Asaranga is surely among the best uh, all-rounders in the world right now. Do you think he's the best? That is one. Number two, do you think the team has peaked at the right time? Uh, yes and no. I think, like, it's, it's hard. Hasaranga is spinning all-rounder, or you've got seamers, or, you know, seeming all-rounders. I'm not going to throw anybody up there. Um, you know, there's, you know, Shakib Alassane as, as well, who's, who's world-class. Jadeja, Hasaranga. This is my first tournament playing with Hasaranga. I've only seen him bowl on TV, and, and to see him live and to have him in my team, he offers so much with bat, ball, and in the field. Um, he's definitely up there. Um, and, yeah, I would probably say he is probably the best at the moment because he's on my team. And, you know, I want him to be flying full of confidence and, and have my backing because I back him 100%. Uh, Colin, hi. Firstly, congratulations. On a lighter side, you've earned yourselves the luxury to sit through the finals week and see the drama unfold in the qualifier to an eliminator. Does Desert Vipers have a preferred choice of opponents for the final? I don't think so. Um, we haven't thought that far. To, you know, it was just about getting past the team today that had beaten us twice in the um, prelims, so for us it's, you know, we've earned the right to, to have a couple of days off, put our feet up, relax, enjoy what Dubai has to offer, um, and yeah, we'll, you know, we'll enjoy tonight for what it is, um, but we've, we came here to qualify number one, and then once we got, you know, once we got into the finals, it was about putting our best foot forward to make the final, and, and now we're there, and you know, now the next thing is to lift that trophy. Okay, given the injury to Rutherford, do you think there's a case for actually having allowing runners in cricket again? 
having been stopped, what, in 2011. I mean, he could have, what he did, he could uh, give himself a really long-term injury um, when you know, part of that problem could have been solved by allowing a runner. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, especially when there's a genuine injury like it was. You know, it, you know there's a lot, lot being said in the past with slightly bigger players getting, injur- um, getting injured towards the end of the innings and getting runners on. And, you know, but when we see a guy like Rutherford today running hard between the wickets, genuine athlete, and really going down in a world of hurt, you know that he hasn't just pulled up. You know? um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big one. You know, if, if somebody got injured against us and, and said, listen... Can we use a, use a runner? I know it's in the rules of the tournament to not use a runner, and, and it's in the rules there, but someone came and asked, you know, I think it's fair. You know, you try and play the game in the right way, even though it's a big game and there's a, a lot at stake, you try and play the game in the right way and, and in the right spirit too. Hi, Colin. Uh, Rutherford's innings, his performance, and Hasaranga's quick wickets obviously galvanised the team, and then you guys showed a lot of character today. Is that something you guys have had a big focus on through the entire month of the tournament? Well, when I, when I first took, obviously, my first speech to them as captain was about trying to create an environment where everybody just wanted to put into the team. Um, whether you were playing the games or not, just making sure that you're positive around the group. It's not easy. Guys that, like Adam Life hasn't played a game. There's a few guys that haven't actually had the opportunity to. But the, the attitude of those boys in and around the group at trainings and even around games has been unbelievable. Um, and I think that the, the word family gets thrown around a lot when you talk about franchise cricket, but, you know, in the space of a month, this team is, has come together really, really nicely. And the thing is that we haven't just relied on one or two players. Um, obviously, Alex Hales is up there with the runs, and, but there's been special performances. And, like, that's the big thing for me. It's not just the match-winning performances. It's about those little contributions along the way that really help us get to 178 and, and win games. Um, a cheeky over today, Rohan Mustafa. That can quite easily just get, you know, he's bowling to one of the better hitters of spin bowling with Hetmeyer, but he comes in and closes them out and goes for, I think, seven or something and is over. So this, those little things, um, you know, sometimes can get overlooked. You just look, to, look at the guys that have runs or wickets in their names, but, you know, guys that contribute in the field and show the right attitude, um, that's, what, that's what our team's about. Colin Munro, the Desert Vipers captain, a happy man after his side became the first team to reach the final of the inaugural DP World ILT20. And that's it for this reaction podcast episode of Vipers Voices. Next up for the Desert Vipers, it's the final on Sunday the 12th of February. And before that, the chance to sit back and see which of the remaining sides left in the tournament, the Gulf Giants, MI Emirates or the Dubai Capitals will join them. Rest assured, we'll be with you again ahead of that final encounter with all the build-up from the Vipers camp. As ever, please like and subscribe to make sure you get the very latest interviews and news from the Desert Vipers camp during the tournament. And remember, you can also follow the Desert Vipers on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook too, as well as visiting the website at thedesertvipers.com. You can also buy tickets for the final online. Just look out for them through the Platinum List website and app and on the ILT20 website. For now then, this is Brian Murgatroyd and as ever, thanks so much for listening.